Welcome to the Brown Rudnick Women in Business podcast series. The views and opinions expressed herein are those of each individual speaker and do not represent the opinions of Brown Rudnick LLP. This podcast is presented for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not intended to be construed or used as legal advice or a solicitation of any kind. The recording cannot be duplicated or rebroadcast without prior written consent. Welcome to another episode of Women in Business. I'm Jennifer Morris-Hernandez, a trainee in Bramwood Nick's London office, and today we have Isabel Scavetta with us. It's really great to be here, Jenny. Hi, I'm Isabel, and basically what I'm really passionate about is ensuring that as we build technology of the future, we're building for everyone. So my background is in product management, working across a variety of different AI, data and analytics products, and currently working in the cybersecurity space to help people navigate their digital lives with confidence. Alongside this, I lead award-winning work into improving diversity in the technology sector, including a variety of leadership roles and currently being co-lead of the Inclusive Cyber Project at the World Economic Forum Global Shapers. Yeah, we're really excited to have you here today because as a firm, one of our key strengths is technology. And so it's great to see someone who not only works in the tech space, but is also extremely dedicated to improving diversity and inclusion within the technology sector. And so if we go back to the beginning, could you tell us a bit about the start of your career journey and how you ended up in the tech space? So when I graduated, I wanted to move into what I thought was a really exciting space for innovation, where an industry was growing at pace. And for me, that came to be the technology sector. I wanted to challenge myself and do something different. And I also graduated during the year of the pandemic. So as everything was up in the air already, I started reaching out to all kinds of communities to try and challenge myself to do something I couldn't think I could do. I started learning how to code with an organization called Code First Girls who teach women how to code for free. I've previously since done a lot of volunteering work with them um, as part of their mission and landed in my first internship at R Squared, who are Rolls Royce's AI accelerant. Um, They've now spun out into their own organization. That sounds really interesting. And so as a woman in an industry at the center of a male dominated field, how did you find your voice? I think when I first started, I thought that to take up space in the tech industry, I needed to mirror the behaviours of those around me. A lot of the videos I was watching, a lot of the courses I was seeing, a lot of the content I was seeing online was very male-oriented. So I wanted to be adopt some traditionally masculine behaviours, being really assertive, being really concise, not asking for help. What I have really found impactful since is now owning that difference. I have such an amazing community of women all within the tech space who I lean on. We all support each other. I'm really empathetic and open in terms of how I communicate with my teams and leaning into the things that make me feel different has helped me to become a more effective product manager and drive better outcomes and also feel a lot more fulfilled in my role. And then what do you think can be done to inspire more women and diverse professionals to enter into this tech space? I think there's been great strides made in this area as of late, but something I also like to focus on is not only helping people to enter the tech space, but helping them to stay there. So I think there's a couple of things that can be done that can be really effective. Firstly, we think about a lot about mentorship when we talk about improving diversity in the technology sector. 
But I would also argue this needs to extend to sponsorship. So not just looking out for each other, coaching each other, helping people to upskill, but also being that voice who's going to advocate for someone out there, who's going to put their name into circles that maybe they wouldn't have been otherwise. This is particularly effective when we think about the gender discrepancies when it comes to promotions, the gender pay gap. Having visible allies and sponsors who are willing to put underrepresented talent on the radar is crucial in terms of helping women diverse professionals break into the sector. A second thing that I think is very effective is knowledge sharing. I'm very active on social media, but mostly boosting opportunities, making people aware of what could be possible, what they could be doing, what amazing schemes are out there, because there's a lot being done to set up schemes, initiatives, groups, but they're not trickling through to people outside of um, the peripheries of different networks. And knowledge sharing really helps to boost that. A final thing that I think is really important is helping people to unlock their confidence. I went to a talk last night, which was amazing uh, for the launch of season two of the Glowing in Tech podcast. And it was talking about owning the fact that you are worthy of taking up space. And if you're in the sector or breaking into the sector, you have as much right to be there as anyone else. You don't need to go above and above above and beyond to prove it um but by your very nature you're worthy of being there which I thought was an awesome message yeah no that definitely is and so you served as a co-leader of inclusive cyber at the world economic forum could you tell us a bit more about this yes absolutely what inclusive cyber is all about is trying to get people from underrepresented backgrounds into cyber by going to the students that no one is reaching out to about breaking into technology or cyber industries So typically we're going into universities and we're speaking with students who don't study computer science, don't study engineering, haven't thought about technical career before because we're finding that no one is talking to these students. What I'm really enjoying about this project is a lot of programmes aimed at improving diversity are very heavily focused upon reskilling people. Whereas the message that we try and send through Inclusive Cyber is these graduates or these students already have the skills that industry needs. When we're thinking about cybersecurity careers, the most commonly asked for skill, for example, is communication. And if you're reading 500 pages a week, synthesizing different insights, deciding what the most important conclusions are and advocating for a case, for example, you would be an amazing threat analyst. You could be so well suited to so many roles, but graduates don't even know these roles exist or how to talk about their skills in a way that makes them meaningful. It's been a really effective project so far. We've spoken at a variety of different London universities this year, including LSE and UCL and we have headline speaking slot at the UK Cybersecurity Council for International Women's Day talking about some of the work we've done and how policy could better support graduates and diverse talent trying to enter the field. That sounds really interesting and then more generally what are some of the challenges that you expect to see in the years to come for technology? I think one of The greater challenges, but also opportunities, is the fact that technology is going to permeate all industries. It's inevitable by this point that in any organisation in the world, they need to be conscious of their technological offering and how we are working in a rapidly digitising society. This is incredible, but also presents so many new challenges and problems that we've never had to face before. I think most of us have had to adapt to, for example, 
the new nature of remote work. But there will be so many innovations that modern society struggles to keep pace with. The biggest challenge that I see in terms of that is how do we improve the general public's literacy and help people to understand the rights they have in navigating a digital world. Something that's a huge part of what I do currently as a product manager at CyberSafe is thinking about how to keep people safe, how to help them understand their ownership, their rights over their data, how to keep their friends and family secure when every single part of our lives is permeated by technology. You can barely go to the shops anymore without scanning some kind of card or paying online on your phone and making sure that people feel empowered to deal with the pace of change they're going to see in all elements of their life, I think is a fundamental mission of mine. Yeah, definitely. I think they all seem like they're going to be a big challenge to come. Um, And then lastly, what or who inspires you? to keep doing what you're doing and keep advocating um, for diversity in the technology sector? There's quite a few things that inspire me. I think from my own perspective, coming from a non-technical background and doing what I do now, I'm very inspired by interdisciplinary connection. There's so much we can all learn from each other, whether that's across legal, across tech, across, gosh, healthcare. There are so many ways in which organizations and industries can help each other to innovate, to grow better, to go further together. That's something I learned from my own degree, my own humanities degree, where I did a kind of a focus on social sciences and languages. And I learned that everything was interconnected in ways I could never see possible. I also feel very inspired by the growing community that I know and have built kind of in the tech sector who share a similar vision. I've met so many incredible people from so many backgrounds who are working incredibly hard to make sure that we're building the best and most innovative products, which I really do think will shape the future of technology as we see it. So having that support network to me is invaluable and I'm continually inspired by the people around me. Finally, I'm very inspired by living in London. I think it's one of the best cities in the world. It's so multicultural. It's so forward thinking. It's a great centre for technological innovation and hearing what's coming out of London at present and the connections and events and opportunities that come out of being in the city is really fantastic. That sounds great. And thank you so much for joining us here. Um, It's been brilliant. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode and another big thank you to Isabel for joining us. Stay tuned for the next one. For any more info, please check out our Women in Business page on the Brown Rudnick website.